0: Five friends from New York City, Julian Casablancas, Albert Hammond Jr., Fabrizio Moretti, Nick Valenzi, and Nikolai fraiture in 1998, formed a band called The Strokes. Three years later, they released their debut album, Is This It? According to Jeff Travis, The Strokes' arrival was a bomb in the middle of a plastic pool. In 2009 NME Named it named Is This It Album of the Decade, decade. Uh-huh. And Rolling Stone Ranked it at number 2 Only behind Kid A From Radiohead Their version of garage rock 60's throwback and indie rock Weaved their way Through their 6 studio albums <clears throat> With the latest being released In April of 2020 They have survived despite bouts of drug addiction, with Ryan Adams being a supposed bad influence to Albert Hammond, and the other band members dealing with their own demons and the struggle of stardom. For almost 20 years, Julian has crooned his baritone, Jim Morrison-like voice, and their persona matched the music. Cool New York, don't give a fuck type of dudes. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen... Welcome to episode 14 of the KCB Music Den with Kilo, Charlie, and Bravo, as we present to you our perfect album picks for The Strokes. Bravo, let's have you start off with your track one, and let's get on the train to New York City. There we go. Well done, Charlie. Thanks.
1: As far as the band itself,
0: big fan, always have been. Mm -hmm. I remember buying Is This It when Mm -hmm. it first came out,
1: and just being like, this is so different Mm -hmm. than anything else out there. And it spawned a ton of copycats. But <laughs> for me, I wanted to open up the, you know, the album with, again, like a Kilo philosophy. I want to catch your attention. Mm-hmm. I went with Automatic Stop from Room on Fire. Oh. oh okay. Damn. Just kicking right into the so many fish there in the sea. I wanted you. You wanted me. Yeah. That's just a phase that's got to pass. I was a train moving too fast. Also found it fascinating. Mm. Julian wrote most of the songs on these albums. This was one he actually collaborated very closely with Albert on, okay. so very very quick hitter on my my album. So go in, how about you, Kilo? That's a great, yeah. That's a great opener. That is a great opener. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is that the, it starts with a, yeah. Yeah. Before he starts singing, yeah. There's actually five seconds of complete silence before the track even starts. Yeah,
2: which is so weird. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Great pick. Good stuff. Well, you know, uh, The Strokes for me, I I, like you. Just remember getting that first album when it first came out, and kind of like when The Killers first came out. It's like, wow, like who are these guys? I am all in. Uh, And the second album, Room on Fire, was just different enough from the first one to you know. assuade some of the critics of oh it sounds just like the first one or it sounds not enough like the first one you know how people always <laughs> which my goodness yeah if it sounds like the first one great like yeah yeah <laughs> people are uh, people are people yeah exactly um, and then the third album First Impressions of Earth mm. mm-hmm. to me that one really okay they, they took, took some chances on that one yeah. it, it really paid off for me uh, I love absolutely love that album mm-hmm. in fact my opening track is from that album okay, okay. And it's the opening track on that album. Oh, right. And it's a song called You Only Live Once. Hmm. Um, I love the gritty guitar riff that sets the tone for not just this song, but the album in general. Uh, the lyrics are about a guy who is being told to calm down by his girlfriend. It highlights the belief that most people take life way too seriously. That is also reflected in the title of the song, You Only Live Once. hmm Um, Speaking of the title of the song, the band launched Operation YOLO, you only live once, when the song was released, encouraging all their fans to call their local radio stations and request the song. Uh, And I thought it was an interesting way to start off my album musically, but also with these lyrics. The first lyrics you hear on my perfect album are, some people think they're always right, others are quiet and uptight, (laughs) others they seem so very nice, 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 nice. Inside, they might feel sad and wrong. Yeah. Interesting song. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it just works for me for my opener. So that's You Only Live Once. Charlie, open her up. All right. So for me, this is a, one of the
0: few bands that I have not seen live that I mm. wanted to now see I'm live. Now I'm shocked. All right. Yeah. They, again, a well, curveball. First of <laughs> all, they, they just don't <laughs> tour much. No. Like they, yeah. Yeah, that's part of the problem. Yeah. And for whatever reason, yeah, I just have not seen them. But oh, uh, I've okay. seen plenty of YouTube videos, and I actually just watched... Today, um, their performance from Lollapalooza in 2019, and Mm, mm. they were on fire that night. Just a great, great set. But anyway, I digress. (laughs) My track one, um, I actually, and I don't think I've done this before, Uh, I actually started off, actually, no, with uh, Alanis, I did this as well. So I went to their their WM, is this it, uh, for my track one, and that's Take It or Leave It. Mm. Oh!
2: (laughs) Great song. I mean...
0: To take it or leave it, or take it oh, or leave man. It. Oh man, it's just a frantic yep. feel to this song. Yeah, I love though the slow beginning to it, you know, and then it kind of picks up the pace the rest of the song. There's a 20 second musical intro, which <laughs> you know, <ladies laughs> and gentlemen, Charlie Solves loves his him. musical yep. <laughs> intro. And Kilo, for you as a bassist, the bass in this song yeah. is so good. Yeah, <clears throat> I love though when he sings. He's gonna let you down. <laughs> like that stress and that yeah. you know accentuating on the song oh, or on yeah. the, the the words. Just a great, great opener for me. And and again, like <clears throat> the strokes are are, are a hard charging rock and roll band. So this song really, really, you know, was a good kickoff for me. And again, being off the debut album, it's it felt appropriate. So for me. Track one, take it or leave it. Off, is this it? And also, it kind of is a reflective of kind of their attitude, you know, toward like yeah, yeah toward the mainstream. You know, like all right, if you don't like this first song, <laughs> eh, take it or leave it. You know, well, yeah, <laughs> so, you're exactly right. So about a little it, bit, yeah. you know, got of a it. reflection of their persona, like I talked about in the intro. So yeah, bravo. What you got for number two? Nice. All right, for number two, <clears throat> I'm gonna keep the pedal down. I'm gonna have this band rock. That's one of
1: the best. And yeah. Number two, I'm going with someday. Yeah. Oh, nice. um, It's about the childhood realization that someday you'll drift apart and friends will drift apart as you get older. The music video was was fantastic. Do you guys remember that video at all? I don't. Oh, my God. (sighs) It's great. It's basically a family feud episode with them and
0: guided oh, by voices. Yes. Oh, yeah. Together. Yeah. yeah. And then isn't like Guns N' Roses at the end? you i got a bar. You got a slash and you had. <laughs> yep. Yeah. They're all in there having drinks with yeah. them at the bar.
1: Yeah. Absolutely fantastic <laughs> nice. uh, video. Um, lyrically, my ex says I'm lacking in depth. Well, I will do my best. You say you want to stay by my side. Darling, your head's not right. Yeah. 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 So, there we go. What do you got, Kilo?
2: Nice for number two mm-hmm. there. All right. Well, I am going to the debut album, Is This It?, for my number two. Okay. But I'm going with a song called Soma. Oh. Yeah. It's the third song on that album. Uh, and I love the fact that the musical intro is very brief and the vocals just come right in. Um, Julian Casablanca starts in a low register. Then, as the verse builds, he takes it up the octave to create urgency. And it sounds great. Um, The song is named after, and is also about, the fictional drug in Algis Huxley's classic dystopian novel, Brave New World. Uh, In the book, people take this happiness-inducing elixir to alleviate their fears. And the lyrics make more sense to me now that I know the background of the song. When he sings, right off the bat, when the song starts, he sings, Soma is what they would take when hard times open their eyes. Um, It's just got a cool groove to it. So I thought it fit really nicely in my number two slot. And that's Soma off of Is This It? Do you think that's based on the same...
1: Do you think the Smashing Pumpkins wrote Soma on the same concept? I, I would think so. I wonder. I would That's think fascinating. So. Yeah,
2: yeah. The, he's. he seems like a bit of a bookworm. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. that's interesting.
0: Okay. And that was off Pisces Iscariot? Of what was Soma
2: no, called? No, no. Uh, Gish. No, no. Uh, no, no.
1: Oh, Mount No, oh, not no. And then we came. Oh, Simeon's Dream. Simeon's Dream. So that obviously came out before Is This It? So. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yep.
1: Okay. <laughs> oh, man, we were, I couldn't pull it. I
0: was we, like, oh, we were searching oh, through their whole discovery to find that.
2: <laughs> All right, Charlie, what oh, are you man. on? Uh, what number you on?
0: So, I'm on number two. number two. Okay. And I went to, as you talked about, First Impressions of Earth for me uh, is up there for them. Yeah. Uh, what, a, what a great album. Yeah and i wanted to keep up the momentum of take it or leave it and surprisingly this song sounded so good after take it or leave it and that's visions of division mm. frantic guitar to open this Man. track again a 30 second musical intro which mm-hmm. i you know i debated on putting this as number 1 but again after hearing take it or leave it it just felt so or felt it sounded really good after take it or leave it Around the one minute, 45 second mark, Albert Hammond Jr. just goes nuts for 30 seconds in this song. And then it kind of slows down to like a a reflective pace for the rest of the song. Mm. Just a great, great song. And my favorite lyrics are, why do I accept the things that you say? You know what to change, but not in what way. How long must I wait? And then he kind of sings that a lot. How long must I wait? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just a great song, and that's why I had it number two, off of First Impressions of Earth, Visions of Division. Nice. Bravo. What you got? Well, for my number three, I'm going
1: to the first single from the album Angles,
0: mm.
1: and that is Under the Cover of Darkness. Uh. Guitarist <laughs> Nick Valencia told Enemy he was so glad that the song was chosen as the first single because it was one the whole band worked on together, mm-hmm. and yeah. he thought if this is you know the direction we're going, then it would work out great, so... For me, I just thought it fit. For me, this was a very big fit album. You know, going from my first track, Automatic Stop, into Someday. This kind of slowed it a little bit, but kept the rock on. So, Under the Cover of
2: Darkness at number three. Nice. From Angles, right? right? Yep, Angles. You know, Angles was... I I remember that song stood out to me, but Mm -hmm. Angles was the only one of their albums for me personally that... Didn't really grab me as much really? as the other ones. Mm. Not saying it's a bad album. That's just,
0: surprising. Well, see, this uh, is going to drive I, you guys nuts.
1: Albums. The one for me is First Impressions of Earth. Wow, oh. uh, that,
2: that was the one that fell off mine. Oh, really? Yes, oh, I love that album. Oops, see, I got one wrong. on here, but That's all got different sets of ears, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, Angles. Just I don't know. And I, I listened to it again for this to do the the perfect album picks. And then, again, folks, I, Angles is a, is a fine album. But to me, every other Strokes album is like, wow. You know, It's underrepresented on your album. That's what
0: you're basically saying. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So my number three is from Room on Fire, mm-hmm. their second album. This is the second track on their second album. And it's also the second single on their <laughs> second album. So why don't I have it at number, number two? two? Right? <laughs> but my number three is Reptilia. Mm-hmm. Um, Room on Fire is a fantastic follow-up to is this it 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 reminds me of the pressure and the hype and the anticipation we discussed with the killers trying to follow up hot fuss the strokes may have even had more pressure on them if you think Mm -hmm. about it i mean "Is this It" was colossal um i love how the drums and the bass start off the song it's got amazing guitar work um the album takes its name from a lyric in the song when he sings the room is on fire as she's fixing her hair um and just a side note, I'd like to feature this, uh, I think, underrated singer-songwriter. Andrew Combs oh. does a cover of this song. Yeah. Really? And it sounds completely different. It's, okay. it's got a bossa nova style. It's got a horn section in it. You know. It's fantastic. That's so um, cool. Very, very different than the original, but really cool. Um, so And he's at andrewcombsmusic.com. I got catch up on him. Yeah, C-O-N-B-S, like you comb your hair. So hmm. andrewcombsmusic.com. Check out Reptilia, and more importantly, check out his original music. Um, but number three is Reptilia, and over to Charlie.
0: Wow. That's
2: a great song. Yeah. Thank All you. right, so for my number three,
0: just speaking about it, I'm going to Angles. Um, hmm, yeah. And this song... It featured uh, a B-side duet version of this song with Elvis Costello. Oh, Oh, I love him. And that is Taken for a Fool. Hmm. The chorus just floats in this song. I love the, the funky guitar bridge. And then my favorite lyric is, You get taken all the time for a fool. I don't know why. You're so gullible, but I don't mind. That's not the problem. And I don't need anyone with me right now. Monday Tuesday is my weekend, which for me that's Monday Tuesdays or something. My weekend, (laughs) I related, but just a great great song, and it felt it flowed really really nicely, as you said, Bravo. Like I really Mm -hmm. felt like My Strokes album really really flowed nicely, and from Visions of Division to that Taken for a Fool off Angles is my track three. Bravo, what you got? My number four, I'm stealing already from Kilo, oh,
1: oh. and it is Reptilia. Yeah. yeah. I mean, an amazing track. Figured it mm-hmm. would fit nice in my, my home run spot. You covered almost everything that I had written here, except for the Reptilia is a scientific term for part of the brain that we share with reptiles. I did see that, yeah. It's disturbing. I mean, I'd have to check with Bill Nye, but <laughs> I mean, that, that creeps me out a little bit. So.
2: <laughs> but yeah, number four, Reptilia. Nice. You as much as it creeped you out, you still picked it Great song yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. And Jim
0: Morrison was the Lizard King so, yeah. you, know, yeah. hang, hang. You, you can go. do anything
2: <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll have to wait and see, folks If we end up getting a try In fact, try, And see if Reptilia ends up on Charlie's album That's later right. on So we'll, we're not going to tell you now We're going to make you wait um, My number four comes from The 2013 album mm. Come Down Machine which, mm. as I went back and listened through all the, uh, these albums, in my opinion, is their most underrated album. Um, it was re- this song. Oh, I didn't say what the song was. <laughs> um, it's from that album. Um, and I went with a song called One Way Trigger. Oh, okay.
0: Mm.
2: All right. Now, this song, like I said, it's from their fifth <clears throat> studio album. It was released as a free download leading up to the release of the full album. Uh, the song is very synth-driven. It has an '80s feel, which you had me at '80s. I love '80s music. Um, and it's interesting to note this is the first Stroke song to feature an acoustic guitar. Really? That's Five crazy. albums into their career. Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. Are you kidding me? That's mm. wow. Hats off to them for rocking. Yeah, for that long. That's a good tidbit.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> I thought. Yeah, I thought that was crazy. Yeah. Um, now some reviewers drew comparison to the '80s classic hit "Take on Me" by a with the synth part Mm -hmm. that opens this song and it is kind of similar this was the first song written by Albert Hammond Jr. following his stint in rehab for drug addiction Mm. Uh, now the super high falsetto vocals in the chorus from Casablancas are impressive and honestly I had to make sure the dogs in my neighborhood didn't all run to my front door when I cranked this (laughs) song up on my stereo Um, but I can't it's amazing how high he sings there Um, so my number four one way trigger over to Charlie
0: All right, so my number four, I'm going back to First Impressions of Earth. Um, And, you know, the home run spot, you know, like we've we've said in the past, for me, one of their better songs, and that is Juice Spots. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Amen. For a while, it was nice, but it's it's time time to to say say goodbye. I said, go, you're so cold, (laughs) you're so so cold, you're so cold. (laughs) <laughs> oh
2: man! Oh man! That's, oh, oh it's so
0: good. <laughs> and surprisingly, <laughs> this was the band's first and only single to enter the Billboard Hot 100. Mm-hmm. That it blows my mind. Yeah. So, Stroke's drummer Fabrizio Moretti told Enemy in 2008 that we had to clear it with a bunch of people because it reminded too many people of Spy Hunter. Speaking of 80s video games, <laughs> right? Song, <Yeah>. right? <laughs> He said, "I thought that was funny. I still think it's a pretty good song, regardless of its similarities to a video game." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Juicebox for me. I mean, it's clearly one of their better songs, in my in my opinion. Totally agree. And I totally uh, agree. Yeah, in the home run spot at number four. There you go. All first impressions of earth. Bravo. What you got? Well played. Well, I'm up to number <laughs> five now. So I went with another one
1: that has number fives in it. Fifty-fifty. Uh, oh yeah. The same album you, you were just. <laughs> no. no, I mean for this album there wasn't a whole lot for me Other lyrically I liked that it says I will say I will say don't judge me I will say I will say don't judge me I wait on a darkened highway mm. I wait on a darkened highway one thing I found fascinating I was trying to find out information about the songs there's not a whole lot on a reddit post I seen a lot of fans saying wouldn't this be a fantastic song if they played it live so I'm wondering if this is a song that just doesn't not. hit their live set which mm. just shocks me because when I heard it I immediately thought would we'll just be great live? Yeah. So hmm. maybe it's not. Well, someone has to like, <laughs> again message
2: us and let us know. Yeah, right. All right, what do you got, Kilo? It's a great album song though, isn't it? Oh, fifty fifty. Okay. Yes, and it's great at the number five slot, isn't it, brother? Yeah. Oh, do <laughs> we got a, a number five here? We That's where five. I have it. Oh, here we oh, boy. There we go. Fifty <laughs> fifty from Come Down Machine. Perfect. Kilo felt bad in the last <laughs> episode. Here. He wasn't having it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we'll see if Charlie ends up ruining the true trifecta um. here in a moment. Um, Now, as strong as I think their first three albums are, I am a bit surprised I ended up here with back-to-back songs on my Perfect Album from Come Down Machine. It's really good, though. Like I said, I think it's their most underrated album. Uh, The music in this song is very frantic and heavy, Mm -hmm. as Bravo well knows. Uh, The great example of of the distorted vocals in the chorus that are a signature of the Strokes' sound... Um, If you like this song, by the way, undoubtedly you would love Julian Casablanca's side project called The Voids Mm. with a Z at the end. The Voids. Um, This is an edgy kind of song that is what he does with The Voids. Uh, They have several albums, actually. I'd highly recommend them. Um, And you already quoted my favorite lyrics. I will say, I will say, don't judge me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So... 50-50 50-50 at number five. Great choice. I thought was interesting, too. Great choice. Um, so, Charlie, you are going to give us a true trifecta here, which is a rare treat on the KCB Music Den podcast?
0: Well, like Eeyore would say, not today. <laughs> <laughs> My track five <pod laughs> is <Something> actually <laughs> off of... I'm going back to the debut album. Is this it? Um, cool. This song, for me... Um, <clears throat> I think Rolling Stone said it best. It, it's two interlocking guitars and one whip cracking rhythm section, and that is hard to explain. Uh, this song, man. Did well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when when they were doing this album, when they were producing it, when they were putting it together, Casablanca's told the producer he wanted the album to sound like your favorite blue jeans, not totally destroyed but worn and comfortable <laughs> and I think this song off that album explain or I think you know justifies or I think like represents what he said mm-hmm. yeah. best yeah. Um, it again it, and I also love that he pauses in the middle of the song like there's a, a good like three or four second pause yeah, yeah, yeah. in the yeah. middle of the song yeah. And I'm like okay where's this going and you know but, yeah, is it over yeah, <laughs> yeah. right um, and a lot of their songs are like you know in that you know, early, early three-minute, like, they're not long yeah, songs, yeah. so it's not yeah. really, you know, it wouldn't be too far out of reach to think, like, that. oh, the song's over. But yeah. for me, such a great song, Uh off Amazing Album, of course. Hard to explain, number five for me, off of this Is This It. Bravo, what oh, you got? Guys. All right, so we're on the number six, mm-hmm. the last song, <laughs> One Side A. Oh, oh. What,
1: oh. Is it? what are you going to do? So I actually was <laughs> going to put this as my closer, but then I found something else I wanted as my closer, But it had the finish aside. It couldn't, this wouldn't fit for me anywhere else. And it's the one area where I dip into first impressions of Earth. Okay. Mm. So, this is a song called 15 Minutes. Oh. Now, the music experience did a piece on the song specifically, which went into great detail about the uniqueness of the track and stated this is one of the most obscure songs in the Strokes discography, but it's a gem that rewards the listener after repeated listens. Um, Lyrically I found it the most odd too I mean he writes It was all just a dream Oh no Yet I wish I was real I wish it was real All my pets were there And they smiled Take a shit It was fine (laughs) What what does that even mean? (laughs) How to start it? Lyrically that's just a bizarre It
2: it means you wanted to find a way to swear on every podcast (laughs) We did did. So
1: Number six Fifteen minutes Wow, all right. No, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, that that's, little like
2: ball there, bravo. Well, so, so he did go to First Impressions of Earth after... He did, a, he yeah, did. Reluctantly. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, so, my number was six... was he crouched at the starting line? Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Charlie, Charlie, you rascal. So, uh, for my number six, I'm going to close out my side A. I'm going back to the debut album, Is the It. Mm. And I'm going with... One of their most well-known songs, mm. most popular songs of their entire career. My number six is Last Night. Uh, uh, it's the second single from the debut album. Um, and to me, it seems like it's the song that really put them on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, the opening riff and structure of the song are very similar to American Girl by Tom Petty and the <laughs> Heartbreakers. When asked about it, singer Julian Casablancas simply stated, yeah, we ripped it off. <laughs> <laughs> what I didn't see that. <laughs> That's now, fantastic. It gets better. In a 2006 interview, Tom Petty said he had heard about it that he had said that that mm-hmm. they ripped it off, and it just made him laugh. He said, "quote I thought, okay, good for you. It doesn't bother me." In fact, Petty then invited The Strokes to open up for them for several dates that same year in 2006. Oh, wow. um, the song is an undeniable juggernaut of punk-inspired rock energy, uh, and it showcases Julian Casablancas. Unique, what I call lazy vocal style that took the music world by storm. It really did. Mm. He just sounds like he doesn't give a shit yep. when he sings, but it sounds so good. Yep, uh, I'm so jealous. Um, so last night is my album, not my album closer, <laughs> my, my side yeah. A closer, side there. A. There we go. number six. Charlie, what you
0: got? All right, so for my number six, we're gonna have a trifecta, ladies oh, and gentlemen. T R Y. T R Y. Is it? What I think it is. It's reptilia. It is reptilia. It's reptilia. And for me, I, it just as hard to explain ends so abruptly, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you said, this song has a five-second kind of oh, yeah. silent, mm-hmm. you know, silence before it kicks. So it just felt natural to me, like and hard to explain, or how how hard to explain ends with that abruptness to then have that little delay yep. with reptilia um but yeah uh, such a such a good song Interestingly interestingly enough, though, the album Room on Fire started as a production by Radiohead producer Nigel Goodrich, which was, mm-hmm. but The st- the Strokes dismissed <laughs> his work on the album and handed the job to Gordon Raphael, yeah. who did Is This It? Yes, they so did. So <laughs> that's surprising to me. I mean, yeah, it would have been cool to see a Nigel Godrich yeah. produced um, Strokes album. Agreed. But, yeah. Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> this song, too, when he sings... I said please don't slow me down if I'm going too fast. Yep. Like when he just, you know, yells that part yep. and like again, like draws out the words yep. and like it's so good. Um and and I really love f- how
2: the, the music said, yeah, the guitar yeah.
0: Albert Hammond Jr. is such an underrated guitarist. And just and and as you talked about um Julian Casablancas' side projects, Albert Hammond Junior has two I think two or three solo albums and his first two Phenomenal! Oh yeah, so oh, I good. Heard them oh, so. so good, yeah. So that's why I said, like, I you know, if 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 the Strokes, <laughs> if we were doing a weakest link version of the Strokes, for me, Julian Casablancas is the weakest link in that. Wow, band. I, I, they are the musicianship in this band is so is so 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 yeah. amazing. But for me, yeah, uh, I ended my tra- my side A with uh, Reptilia Off Room on Fire, which. Uh, is the only song that I have off of Ramona. Oh, man. Yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah, folks. absolutely. Yeah. Wow, that's a price. Bravo, issue. what you got?
1: Well, for side A, <clears throat> I ended up with Automatic Stop, Someday, mm-hmm. Under the Cover of Darkness, Reptilia, 50/50, 15 minutes. Now, with my albums, I always like to use my number 6 as like turning the light off and then number 7 is turning it back on. Yep. And uh Kilo just hit on this song and he's absolutely right, but for me it's you, this is a light flipped on song. And that's Last Night. Okay. This yep. thing kicks off the start of my yeah. being fast, Drop the ready. needle. Yeah. And, yep. Last, it just boom, you go with it. Mm-hmm. Can't argue. Man. It's a song about a guy who leaves his girlfriend after she tells him that she doesn't care, you know, that he doesn't care about her. And then later on it goes into, now he's starting to regret it and yeah. he gets depressed afterwards. Yeah. But he told the producer that he wanted the song to sound like a band from the past who was visiting the future, which to me, it really does sound like that. Yeah, it does. So.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Number seven, Last Night. Nice. t Well done. Uh, my side A recap quick before my number seven here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you Only Live Once, Soma, Reptilia, One Way Trigger, 50-50 like Bravo <laughs> at number five, and Last Night. So, you flip the vinyl over for my Perfect Strokes album, mm-hmm. and you hear on side seven, you don't hear what you would expect to hear on a Strokes album. You don't even hear a guitar. You hear... Simply a Mellotron playing a uh, pattern over and over again. i got nothing to say. <laughs>
0: yes, that's exactly
2: right. I thought this was kind of a yeah, bold pick here, especially yeah. to open Curve side set. Curveball Curveball Kilo. Curveball Kilo. I'm going with the song called Ask Me Anything, yeah. off of First Impressions yeah. of Earth. Yeah. Um, so, Good yeah. call, dude. Yeah, thanks. It starts with no guitars and very few lyrics in the yep. song. Mm-hmm. Uh, this song has always stuck with me. It is so unique and unexpected in their discography. Um, initially, I was going to have it yeah. as one of my B-sides, but it works out so well to open my side B for some reason. So I had to do it. Um, the song's lone instrument, as I said earlier, is a Mellotron playing a repetitive, hypnotic riff. Uh, Now, many people, myself included, wondered if this third album by The Strokes would be their last. When we hear Julian sing this lyric, we could drag it out, Mm -hmm. but that's for other bands to do. (laughs) And like you said, the repeated lyric, I've got nothing to say, and he sings it in that lazy drawl. Uh, so yeah, I was I, I was hesitant with this, but then when I kind of played it through as an album, it totally works for me. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, ask mm. me anything is my number seven. All right, Charlie. Oh, but recap your side A first, please. Absolutely. So my side A, take it or leave it, visions of division,
0: taken for a fool, juice box, hard to explain, and reptilia. So my side or my side B. Kind of like I wanted to start my side A, the Strokes rock it, and mm-hmm. this song yeah. rocks it, and I'm going to First Impressions of Earth Judah to, yes. to start Jeez. off my rocking yes. side B. <laughs> cool. I, I hope, hope this <laughs> almost this song almost ended up on the Strokes' previous album Room on Fire under the title Private Dick, <laughs> but it's called Heart in a Cage.
2: Uh, okay, man, good choice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, but uh Julian said he told Rolling Stone, Australia, we didn't have time to put it together and do it in a way that felt totally comfortable. In other words, we liked it too much to rush it, so we made sure it was one of the first tracks we recorded with this o- on this album. The Punch Brothers actually did a bluegrass version of this song in 2006, and it's pretty good. like we've talked <laughs> yeah. I've talked about other like covers not being good, but this cover of this song is really good. And my favorite lyric, and I'm going to sing, guys, because I love this Please song. Please do, of course. Well, I don't feel better when I'm fugging around. <laughs> and I don't write better when I'm stuck in the ground. So don't teach me a lesson, because I've already learned. Yeah, the sun will be shining in my Children will burn. Yeah, the heart beats in its cage. <laughs> oh, get <getting> low, <laughs> and give it up oh, for Charlie man. getting low. That song, Oh, it's so good. Oh, well, Johnny Cash post- Yeah, Yeah, but I mean. like, again, like that yeah, Jim yeah. Morrison baritone, yeah, yeah. you know, he does that so well. And uh, yeah, to to kick off, and again, like when that needle drops, I mean, just yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. Great. The cage. Great choice. Number seven.
1: Great Bravo. vocals. What you got? <laughs> For number eight, I'm going to go back to an album. Now, like, Kilo and Charlie are both fans of First Impressions of Earth. That one doesn't sit as well with me. Mm-hmm. But this album is one that I like that I think doesn't sit as well with Kilo. And that's off of Agles Angles yeah. And that's Gratisfaction. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Casablanca's <laughs> Total Enemy. It's a sound that I usually hate. But when they were da- doing the background vocals on the chorus, I was trying to get the producer to get that Boston Chorus vibe going. So he really liked it. Um, nice. Also, the song, this part I enjoy, the, it invokes the replacements Paul uh, Westenberg. Westenberg's yeah. 99 yeah. album, uh Gratisfaction, which I yeah. love the replacements. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully one day I'll get you guys talking to doing that. So we'll see. Oh, yeah. God, I'd love to do that. All right.
2: Over to you, Keelan, for number eight. All Good right. Stuff. Well, speaking of the albums that jumped out at, uh, at us the most, um, First Impressions of Earth. Mm. I'm going back there for number eight. And uh, back-to-back songs from that album to start my side B, if you think about it. A very different kind of song, though, than Ask Me Anything, obviously. Um, And I believe I'm going to be stealing from Charlie. Okay. You noticed how excited I was when you chose Juice Box. Ah, yes. I have it here at number eight. Hmm. Um, This song is amazing. Uh, Julian's vocals are unreal. His voice is cracking purposefully in the chorus. Uh, why won't you come over here? It just, it's just unbelievable. Uh, now, any critics that were ready to bash the band for making a third album in a row with too similar of a style shut their damn mouths <laughs> fast when they heard this song as the first taste of the new album. The bass line is such a direct rip-off of the theme to the 50s television show Peter Gunn that Henry Mancini is actually credited as a composer and co-writer of the song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But hey, it works. Um, yeah. and he screams in the chorus, why won't you come over here? We got a city to love. Yeah. And like you sang earlier, you're so cold, you're so cold. I I'm... mean, I, re- I just remember, I remember when this song came out, when the single came out, because I was like, oh, what's this third Strokes album going to be like? It's going to be a little different. If it was a similar sound, I would love that too, because they're mm-hmm. great. But I remember when the single dropped and the music video was grimy, as we like to say, and I was just blown away by this song. It's honestly one of my favorite Stroke songs, period um like you said too i believe yeah so number eight squeezing that juice box there we go over to charlie uh, yeah it is it's such
0: a great song so my number eight i'm going back to angles too because i i thoroughly enjoyed <laughs> yeah. angles as well I'm not and, numbered and, and as we'll see i really liked angles <laughs> so but for my number eight <laughs> Um yeah, I just love the keyboards in this song, and it's got a different feel compared to their other songs. And that's Machu Picchu. Oh, oh my, yeah. Yeah, it's a very good song. I, man, I love this song. My favorite lyrics are Blondes Turn to Gray, Life in the Shade, A Violent Crime, and that's the USA's Porn's on the Rise, Psychos <laughs> in Disguise, I'm Just Trying to Find a Mountain I Can Climb. Bam, 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 bam. Ben Ammonette. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, Such a good song. Um, a good and pick. again, just a, a different feel. Kind of has like a throwback, kind of like 70s kind of feel to it. Um, but yeah, I, I love this song. And again, off a, a, a much underappreciated album, Angles, Machu Picchu, number eight. All right. Nice. I like that bit. Nice. Um, number nine. We're up to
1: number nine now. Yeah. Man. Going with another Room on Fire track. Okay. Whatever Happened. Oh, yep. I mean, I love the line. Oh, dear, is it really all true? Did they offend us and they want it to sound new? Top 10 ideas for countdown shows. Whose culture is this? And does anybody know? Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Um, the line about oh, Tennessee, what did you write is believed to be about Tennessee Williams, which there's so many okay. great songs, yeah, inspired by Tennessee Williams, yeah, man. yeah. Um, and it specifically his play Night of the Iguana, so yeah, fantastic track. Want mm-hmm. to go there? At number nine, nice got good good stuff.
2: room on fire in the house, folks. Yep. All right. Well, I'm kind of surprised that I'm the first person to do this tonight already all the way at number nine. Particularly surprised Charlie Charlie hasn't done this yet. But I'm going to their brand new album, The New Abnormal from 2020 here. Which is excellent, ladies and gentlemen. Very, very, very good. Yeah, I have to agree. Mm -hmm. And uh, the track that really stood out to me on that album is my number nine pick, and that's the song called Brooklyn Bridge to Chorus. Uh. Uh, now, this album was produced by legendary guru Rick Rubin and recorded at his Shangri-La studio in Malibu, California. This song lyrically makes several references to 80s music and 80s bands, which is fitting because the song starts with a bouncy keyboard riff. And, you know, you had me at 80s once again. I mean, anytime we bring 80s music into it, I'm all in. <laughs> so I enjoyed that. Uh, yeah. it's, it, the song is just upbeat and it just, it's honestly, it's just flat out fun. Um, And it's a great chorus lyric when he sings, I want new friends, but they don't want me. (laughs) Oh, I've been there, Julie. I've been there many times, Julie. It's tough. It's it's, it's tough. It's a hard knock life. Um, But yeah, this was to me the standout track on the new album, which is a strong album, like Charlie Mm -hmm. mentioned. Uh, So my number nine is Brooklyn Bridge to Chorus, which is a fun little title there as well. So over to Charlie. All (laughs) right. So
0: I... I am going back to angles again. Back to back. Ooh, uh, after multiple Machu- angles. <laughs> <Yep>.
2: <laughs> Machu Picchu. <laughs>
0: because after you visit Machu Picchu, mm-hmm. I hear that you get gratisfica- or faction
2: Ah, <laughs> oh, like Bravo did her own. <laughs> yeah, right?
0: I- I'm stealing from Bravo. I-, I love this song. It has a Queen feel to it. Like, mm. if you listen to the song, I feel like Queen yeah. can sing this song, you know? It's great. I love the play on words in the song title. Obviously, gratification. I love the drumming in this song, um, and like I said, yeah, it has like a throwback feel to it, kind of a, a little bit of a nostalgic um, feel to it, so yeah, that's why I had it number nine, and it flowed really nicely after Machu Picchu, so number nine, Gratification. What Perfect. you got? Bravo. Number ten, I'm going to the very first thing I ever heard from The Strokes,
1: when you put the first album in, and you heard the lazy-ass lyrics, can't you see I'm trying, I don't even like it. I just like to get, get to your, your apartment.
2: apartment. <laughs> He's sang it amazing. Yeah, Say well, you should more, man. <laughs> oh, no, so
0: terrible. terrible. I don't even know
1: what pitch that was in, but, <laughs> but it doesn't matter because he sang it so terribly good. It was, <laughs> was just such a lazy vocal in. <laughs> yeah, the far from. But I just thought that was the first thing you heard. You know, when you put the album in, I was like, oh, wow, what, a what great, is yeah. this? And it was yeah. great.
2: So, yep, number 10. Is this it? Is this it? Wow, yeah. What a great, Mm. yeah. I love that little cymbal work before you start singing, yeah, with the drums, yeah. Great choice. Um, All right, my number 10. I'm going to Room on Fire Mm. for my number 10. And that's a song called Under Control. Mm. Um, Now, as much, yeah, thank you. Now, as much as I love their second album, this is only one of two songs that made it onto my perfect album from Room on Fire, which kind of surprised me, actually. Uh, now, this album was initially criticized by some for sounding too similar to their debut album, as we mentioned earlier. but of course, if they would have taken a major left turn from the fresh, amazing sound that people fell in love with, they would have been even more harshly criticized for that, so people just need to calm down um Now, I love how the song starts with that drum fill that repeats throughout the song yeah um. This song is so laid back, and like many stroke songs, it just oozes cool. Um, and with the very simple lyrics I don't want to change your mind, I don't want to change the world, I just want to watch it go by, I just want to watch you go by. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah, this song is just laid back and just <laughs> slides ever so nicely and coolly into my number ten spot. <laughs> so that's under control. Oh what you got, Charlie? Well, my number ten. <laughs> what was that? I'm <laughs> going.
0: I'm going back, to back, to back. Mm.
2: Angles with
0: angles. I'm walking better, out. I'm walking out, out, man. I'm kicking you out of my house. I'm telling you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> And again, I, I think I'm stealing from Bravo, and this is my favorite song of theirs, and that's Undercover of Darkness. I oh, do love that, yeah. that song. It's so good. I God, love that song. Yeah. so, so yep. good. This song yep. is so good. Well, Julian explained the song's <laughs> meaning is, I guess he said, I guess it's about someone who works in the military and has a girlfriend. It's cheesy, I guess, but it's about having to leave a loved one behind. I love the guitar solo at about at the two minute thirty minute second or the two minute thirty second mark, and then the breakdown afterwards. The drumming again in this song is ridiculous. Um, and my favorite lyric is, Don't go that way. I'll wait for you. And I'm tired of all your friends listening at your door. But I want what's better for you. So long, my friend and adversary. But I'll wait for you. <sighs> uh, yeah, uh, this is my favorite song of theirs. I, I just love it. Well, Wow. That's yeah, wow. It's, it's so good. It it's, really I mean... Juicebox is up there in Heart of Cage but for me Undercover of Darkness like this is it, it's so good yeah, there it's, you go. it's by far my favorite song on that album I will say that I'm gonna say that it's my favorite song of theirs wow. I, I, that's yeah, a big I, statement
2: there it's a I great really song do. it is a great song
0: yep and that's yeah so for number 10 Undercover of Darkness Off Angles Robert what All you right. got number 11 I'm finally getting to the new album
1: which you alluded to is very good the yeah. new Abnormal Yeah, and I'm going with Bad Decisions mm. fantastic track <laughs> <laughs> um, what I found fascinating was that Billy Idol was a composer in this yeah, song. Yeah. Did you know that, Charlie? I, well, I did know that! <laughs> and to go along with that, the music video was based on Dancing With Myself with Billy yeah. Idol. Uh, yeah. So weirdly enough, I didn't realize Billy yeah, Idol- Yeah, I didn't go to the White Wedding to hear no. this song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of did not ever think highly of Billy Idol. So in between the album, you know, doing our listens, I actually put on some Billy Idol is not terrible. No, no he's,
2: oh. he's written some he's decent stuff. Terrible. Eyes without a face is a. That's fantastic the- oh, exactly, yeah.
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. yeah, Billy Idol. I'm I'm impressed. So yeah. number eleven bad decisions. And hey, he's in movies with Adam Sandler <laughs> yeah. and everything. Exactly. You gotta tip your hat exactly. to the
2: guy. All right. So I'm on my number eleven. I'm not here. You are. We're winding down here, folks. Uh so I am going back to the debut album <laughs> for my number eleven. And I'm going to steal, I believe, from Charlie. Okay. I'm pretty sure I'm stealing your album opener. Ah, yeah. I have Take It or Leave It Mm -hmm. as number 11. Uh, It's the final track on the debut album, as you know, Charlie. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you know, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, The song is built around an incredibly simple guitar lick that will be lodged in your head so deep you will need a crowbar to extract it. Uh, This song is like a locomotive about to go off the rails. It's super high energy. I love it. Julian's vocals are rough and urgent. It works perfectly with the music. Um, and for music nerds, this is the only song on the album which guitarist Albert Hammond Jr. uses the bridge pickup on Ooh. his Fender Stratocaster. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, take that to the bank, music nerds. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and just his voice in this song. Oh, my gosh. He's gonna let you down. like, take it, I'll leave it. Take it, I'll leave it. I, it, leave. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. That's... So... Frantic feel to it. Dude. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. So, my number 11 is Take It or Leave It. Charlie. Uh, Bravo, I'm going to steal page from you and steal uh-huh. the track from you
0: because I thought I was going to be only dancing with myself on <laughs> track 11. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, Bravo joined yeah, me. I yeah. had bad decisions. Um, nice. And again, I wanted to represent new, the new Abnormal as well. Uh, I'm maybe a little disappointed in myself that it took track 11 to get to it, but... You know, as we say, like it fit where our album fits. So I had, yeah, number eleven, bad decisions. Um, I love how he yells yeah toward the end of the song, mm-hmm. and I love how the song builds. It builds towards the end, and then it kind of draws back tempo wise. And then if you if you remember, it ends with him just singing acapella, which I think is a, is a really cool. Yeah. And I, I, if I don't remember, I can't remember if there's any other song that they did where they did that. So you know, a different feel for him as well. With that, um, but yeah, for, for me, number eleven, bad decisions, and it really set up my track twelve very, very well. So that's why I had it number eleven. Bravo! What you got? That yeah, I mean that was my number eleven too. So yeah. was, obviously, we'll wow. see what like you, you what it's, yeah. it's side I know it sets your
1: song But <laughs> this again was off Come Down Machine. Okay. Oh, I, it's a, it's a very good album. So yeah, this song was actually replaced what I was going to put at you know my closer, and that's Happy Ending. I mean it's um, wow. Well, yeah. I mean it yeah. makes sense in there. But <laughs> yeah. But, uh, baby, just show me. Uh, I mean, the, the lyrics on this, the whole thing. I mean, yeah. If you go through and just go through all the lyrics, I just thought it just ends the album beautifully. Like, if you, the whole track just sounds like you wouldn't close an album with, and especially coming off the last track there, mm-hmm. sounded great. So, so and who baby. doesn't like a happy
0: ending? Yeah, <laughs> <a> happy,
2: exactly. <laughs> uh, exactly. They, yeah. Oh, there's a parental advisory. Yep. It's going to be in it's there. Explicit. <laughs> 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 All right, so I'm closing my album out here, number yeah. 12. Mm, so sad. So, yeah, it is a bit sad. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm going to close my Perfect Strokes album with the way the band The Strokes opened their debut album. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with Is This It yeah, to close yeah. my album. Uh, part of me hesitates in with the lyric, Is This It? You know, okay, that's mm-hmm. little obvious, might be cheesy. But actually, it just works for my mm-hmm. album. Um, this song... Does work brilliantly as an opener, but much to my surprise, it actually worked very well as a closer. Uh, the bass line in the second verse that appears again later in the song, to me, is mind blowing. Flawlessly performed by Nikolai Fracher. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just, he's walking all over that neck. <laughs> yeah. I'm jealous. Um, he is a great bassist. Yeah, yeah, very, very underrated. Yes, uh, the drums are understated but masterful on this song. So hats off to the other member of the rhythm section of the Strokes, Fabrizio Moretti. Um, and the vocals are so laid back; it almost sounds like he is just talking quietly, <laughs> like you, like you yep. sang earlier, yep. which it. I'd love to hear you sing. Um, so it's awesome. So number twelve is this? It closes out my Perfect Strokes album. And Charlie. All right, so I think, <laughs> I think I'm going to pull a Curveball Charlie here. Oh, there we go. It's
0: been a while. Yeah. because I'm going to go back to the new ab- Abnormal. Um, so uh, cool. where I went with back-to-back-to-back to back to back with Angles, I'm going back-to-back back with new Abnormal. Um, this song kind of... I don't know if, if this song encapsulates the band, um, but if it doesn't, it, it comes pretty darn close. And for me, it just was a perfect ender, and that's Eternal Summer. Mm. I love how he kind of changes his voice into almost a tenor for the first part of the song. And it kind of has a loungy, funky feel to it. And then around the minute 30 mark, it turns kind of like Pink Floyd-ish, like, mm. like where he's like kinda almost like Sid Barrett, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um and then it kind of steers in an 80s direction. And then around the three hundred or the three-minute 55 second mark, it goes back to Pink Floyd. And then we kind of get like these fuzzed out guitars around the five minute mark, and then the last thirty seconds, it's kind of this weird sounding psychedelic vocals and synths, and it's a six minute and fifteen second song, which for them, like I said earlier, mm-hmm. like that's a that's an epic song for them when they're used to more like three or four minutes. What I thought was interesting was some of "Eternal Summer," like they've done with other songs that we've mentioned. They used the vocal melody from the chorus of "The Ghost in You" by the psychedelic furs, oh. mm-hmm.
2: which County Crows did a cover of. By yep. the way, oh, uh, okay. that's yeah. right, you're yeah. right. Yep.
0: So for me, uh, again, I, I really, really liked this new album of theirs, yeah. and it, this was a perfect ender. When I heard the yep. song, I was like, "Man, like this is this is the ending song." So yeah, and right. I don't know where it is in in relation to the track listing on the new album, but. Uh, I don't think it's the last last song but if it is it would be
2: apropos so yeah
0: yeah for me um, I wanted to end Eternal Summer track 12
2: for Off New Abnormal so Charlie yeah just want to point out your side B Mm -hmm. all except the opening track all of your songs are either from Angles (laughs) or the brand new album The New Abnormal wow yeah wow
1: and it works it works
2: yeah Yeah. wow cool Mm. very cool all right, so we're we'll going do our recaps and uh, B-sides. Yep, yep, here we go. Automatic stop.
1: Someday, under the cover of darkness, reptilia, 50-50, 15 minutes. Now we're going to side B, last night, gratisfaction, whatever happened, is this it, bad decisions, and happy ending. My three B-sides are Machu Picchu, mm, like Charlie, Charlie mentioned, mm-hmm. Between Love and Hate from Ruby on Fire, mm. and Selfless from The New Abnormal.
2: Very nice. All right. My Perfect Strokes album, folks, is... You Only Live Once, Soma, Reptilia, One Way Trigger, Mm 50-50, Last Night, Flip That Record Over, (laughs) Ask Me Anything, Juice Box, Brooklyn Bridge to Chorus, Under Control, Take It or Leave It, (laughs) and Is This It. And my B-sides are Razorblade... Ah. And here it is, Undercover of Darkness. Oh, mm-hmm. oops. Yep. And Hard to Explain. All right, so my perfect album for the Strokes.
0: Take it or leave it. <laughs> <laughs> Visions of Division. I'll take it. <laughs> Taken for a Fool, Juicebox, Hard to Explain, Reptilia, Heart in a Cage, Machu Picchu, Gratisfaction, Undercover of Darkness, Bad Decisions, an eternal summer, and my B sides are Not the Same Anymore, actually off the new album again. Mm-hmm. Uh, someday off Is This It, and Barely Legal, which is off Is This It, which I'm surprised we nobody picked. Barely, yeah, Legal. yep, yeah, so, yeah. Man, that was a lot of fun, guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> the strokes, yep, wow, the strokes.
2: Charlie, do you mind going over the sponsors for us?
0: Absolutely. So, uh, Raw Outfitters, rawoutfitters.com, that's R A W R. Uh, for all of your holiday shopping needs, uh, we'll be rolling out a new design uh, in November, so look out for that. Nice. Um, roosterstone.com for Keith's band, and then at the Rooster Stone Productions. At the Rooster Productions. At the Rooster Productions um, with Red. Uh, he's always been supportive of us, so we'd like to give our support to him.
2: Excellent. Thank you so much for covering of that course. for us here. Um, so I'm going to put you guys on the spot real quick because I see we have a little bit of extra time here at the yeah, end, yeah. which is unusual. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like Strokes' album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it goes quick, man. Well, yeah, and you can take yep. it or leave it. That's it. Yep. <laughs> um, but uh, besides what we do for homework, so to speak, for our Perfect Album Picks, what have you guys been listening to? Brand new stuff? Older stuff? Like, what, what's, what have you kind of been listening to lately? Oh, man. That's a great question. Like I said, I took a little dive into Billy Idol when I found out well, he, yeah, when yeah. he was
1: involved in that. Yeah. Um Man.
0: Trying to think what else i have been putting in the new dawes album uh yeah. is, is really really good i grabbed it on vinyl yeah nice nice uh yeah, yeah it's very very good yeah uh, and i'm trying to think what else I've you know to
2: well while you guys think yeah, yeah. um oddly enough I, I watched a video and i'll give a shout out to uh, the youtube channel i really like called sea of tranquility pete pardo does a great job on there okay uh, and he and a friend of his uh ranked the studio albums that did their ranking of winger and it was really interesting the way they spoke about him. And I've always liked Winger from the hmm. past. So actually, I've been listening to some Winger this week. And I've okay. really been enjoying it. Hilarious. you Yeah.
0: Well, and that'll set you up nicely for our, you know, the band that we're doing uh, next week, right? Or no, two weeks from now.
2: Well, no, I think it'll be, it'll be it will next week. it'll be next week. week. Yeah, yeah be next week. And, uh, well, yeah, because it starts with the same two letters. That's right. Isn't that right? <laughs> so episode 15. <laughs> so drum roll it, baby. Episode 15 coming next week, we're going to cover one of our favorite bands, all three of us, Mm -hmm. and that's Wilco. Wilco. Um, Oh, there's a lot to discuss there with the whole, the Jay Bennett era. Some people only like the Jay Bennett era. Some people love all of it. Some people, I'm kind of in the middle. Um, I know Jeff's got a new solo album
0: out yeah right?
2: Jeff Tweedy's got some solo <clears throat> stuff he did a couple of things uh, his son plays drums yep. and they did some uh, kind of family stuff mm-hmm. there together the guys did the side project the Autumn, the Autumn Defense, Defense. they're amazing
0: yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah
2: so there's a lot to discuss with Wilco really really looking forward to that one yeah we're
0: all big fans of Wilco yeah, yeah absolutely
2: definitely. yeah so, yeah. Anything else you guys want to add? Anything else you've been listening to you can think well, of? That can I hear? will
0: say we are in 21 countries now. So thank you, want you want. all.
2: Yeah. Added one. Absolutely. I didn't see it. Yeah, yeah. Chile, um,
0: right? Yeah, Chile. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, follow us on Facebook. You know, please, encu- you know, we encourage you to, to post your perfect albums for, yes. for these bands as well or for these artists that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know... You'll you'll be surprised when you go back to you know listen to these discographies of these of these bands you know there's going to be a, a song or two that's going <laughs> to yep. you know really surprise you and, and you know allow you to do something like that like we do uh, yeah. and it's it's so much enjoy it's so so much fun to do yeah and we really look forward to to each week to doing another episode for you all so yeah thank you for listening
2: yeah we're having so much fun with this and uh, it's yeah it's just great to really really dive into a discography and, mm-hmm. and and you know a lot of times with bands i've noticed that their first several albums get a lot of acclaim and then a lot of times when styles change on the radio or you know, popular taste and everything people just kind of forget about some of these bands and then there's a lot of times they're still putting out really strong work yep. mm-hmm. um so we like to highlight here that here on kcb den excuse me kcb music den podcast <laughs> as well i swear i'm awake folks Uh, And and really, for The Strokes, I mean, that's a good example. I mean, they waited seven years in between
0: this last album and Come Down Machine. So, you know, it doesn't mean they're not relevant. It's just it took them a little bit longer than, you know. Well, yeah. yeah.
2: (laughs) And like we recently saw with Alanis. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. Her new album is... Tony, that's fighting for number one on her discography for me. Her new album, Such Pretty Forks on the Road, is absolutely masterful. Mm -hmm. So check that out. And if you haven't checked out our Alanis Morissette podcast go back and listen to that too please so for charlie and bravo this is kilo as always for the kcb music den podcast signing off and we're looking forward to next week with wilco take care my friends